Welcome back to episode 15 of the Rundown Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Justin Rogers, and you can find me on Twitter at RunDFF. And I'm joined, as always, by Jeff Roby. Now, I hope all of you out there had games that this weekend and were able to hold on. Uh, it looked like the NFL's version of Survivor out there, and not everybody stayed on the island. Uh, barring some sort of miracle, both of my teams will be voted off tonight, so it's kind of a rough weekend for me. Uh, Jeff, did you make it through with your one team that didn't have a bye? Nope. That not work out for me so well. A lot of that has to do uh, with the inconsistent play of Dak Prescott on Thursday night. So, and uh, with that being said, I think I'm down one. The other two, I did fantastic in those bye weeks, man. Ah, just you never know when you play in a bye week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. bye week players, they they really turned out for you, huh? Yeah, I so mean, I'm looking, I'm looking fantastic going into next week. Hey, and I actually. Did not feel the injury bug, so I'm feeling actually really good about. I think you may be the only one because you you may be the only one in the entire world because it got really ugly out there on the field. Um, Just on one team that I've got, I had Darius Geis, DJ Chark, and Devontae Parker all go down. I mean, I had no shot at winning. Uh, Not to mention uh, my JV player, and I'm just going to jump right into him, Russell Wilson. I'll I'll go back to the varsity in just a minute, but Russell Wilson, where'd you go, man? Where'd you go? This dude, he's basically disappeared in the last probably six weeks, seven weeks. In, in the last seven weeks, he has basically one good game against Tampa Bay. Other than that, he hadn't topped 245 yards. Uh, he hasn't thrown more than two touchdowns. Uh, he's got uh, a lot of interceptions, one, two, three, four, five interceptions over those seven games. Uh, lost a fumble. And it's not like he's been running enough to make up for all this. Uh, in a six-point-for-passing touchdown leagues. Uh, league he scored his highest score outside of that Tampa Bay output was 20 points last week against Minnesota he he let me down big time this week I got nine out of him and meanwhile I don't know did you guys see that Saints game that that 49ers game and what those quarterbacks did well I was playing against Drew Brees who threw a 49 spot on me uh in that matchup so congratulations to my buddy Vinny who's going to move on uh, meanwhile my team is going to be shutting it down and looking forward to the offseason Already ready to hit the lake. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then my other team, I just ran into a buzzsaw. I had a really good week in that one. And um, looks like I'm going to run into the highest scoring team of the, of the week. So I lucked out on that one. But uh, Well, Jeff, who's your uh, – let's let's start with the JV. Let's go backwards. So who's your JV player, man? Well, first I'd like to address something. Am I, am I going to be doing this episode by myself next week? I mean, I just want to know because it sounds like you know you're gonna hit the lake and is this gonna be the Roma show? Like, is that is that what it's gonna be? Yeah, you're gonna, gonna, you gonna have a solo pod next week, man. I'm, is that I'm, how it, I mean, yeah. for all my fans out there that really just tune in to hear me call things, like, and they they like the uh, the entertaining things that you call out. But I I, I say, you know, my JV, while I could pick a few guys that that did get hurt. Um, you know, I had to actually go with the only team that I actually played this week because that's how we do it, folks, is, is we kind of play. We pick guys who are on our teams or, or really just kind of stood out a lot. And uh, while I have a couple that got hurt, so they, those guys don't really count on that one team. Uh, so I'm picking a guy who was on one of my bye weeks uh, or, you know, and, and just because I was expecting more, and that's Devontae Adams. Um, you know, you just kind of expect Devontae Adams to have a, a big game against Washington, um, you know, and uh, I don't know, especially, you know, three games in a row. He's at like almost 20, 
20 PPR fantasy points. Um, and, and while I, I expected him to be reliable, I mean, going four, six for 41 and, and it's just kind of like, well, that's pretty sad. So I hope that doesn't, hope that doesn't happen when the Packers go up against the bears this week. Um, because the Packers have actually been allowing a lot of passing yards. I mean, like nearly 800 passing yards in the last, uh, in, in the last like three games. Okay. And you're talking about, we're talking about quarterbacks like Daniel Jones, David Blau and Dak Prescott. Okay. And I'm already hating on Dak Prescott a little bit, but you know, 800 yards to those three guys, five touchdowns. Uh, Hey, Aaron Rodgers, I'm counting, counting on you this week. Um, need you and Devontae Adams to hang it, link it up, but, um, JV this week, Devontae Adams. Yeah, man. I don't know if I'm counting on any, anything from Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he'll get all, uh, you know, Adams can get all of his points because Rogers isn't putting up too much these days, and it's really disappointing. Uh, well, I'm looking over here at the TV. I've got the game on right now. It's Monday night. Uh, Barkley's looking a lot better than he has last few weeks. He looks slick, uh, making some nice cuts. Uh, good good showing some from him so far. Uh, but anyways, uh, my varsity player, speaking of that, a running back, uh, and it's a guy who was much maligned for the first half of the season, really, really got into a groove over the last few weeks. But well, that's Joe Mixon. Um, this this game, he gets 23 carries, goes for 146 yards, grabs a touchdown along the way, and also gets on the board uh, or gets some uh, points for you through the passing game. Has three for 40. So over the last uh, one, two, three, six weeks, in uh, he's only got one one game below uh, 10 points in a standard league. That's that's not even PPR. So uh, been really consistent and has a blow up week when you need him. Uh, right in the middle of, or right at the beginning of your playoffs there. Uh, if you had Joe Mixon and you were patient with him and you ended up playing him the last few weeks, you've really, uh, you know, you've hit the jackpot with him. If you bought low, like we suggested early in the season, and uh, capitalized on some people that were panicking after, you know, that Baltimore or Jacksonville game where he did nothing uh, in that middle of the season where it was getting close to the trade deadline and people just had to move, you really uh, lucked into something sweet because. He's been a really nice player for everybody lately. Uh, I was glad to have him on both of my teams. And, you know, single-handedly, he almost pushed me to a couple victories. Uh, just so happened that Russ Wilson and uh, just didn't get to do it. All right, so uh, how about your varsity player, brother? Yeah, so I'm a little bit torn uh, because I, had, I really have two. And I've already kind of talked about the Packers, but Aaron – Jones really stood out for me, you know, this week. Um, you know, he's like the flip uh, of Devontae Adams, right? Uh, because, you know, he hasn't been doing that well, and then he really blew up this week. So that was that was one, and the other one to me was Michael Thomas. I mean, he just stays on a consistent path, 11 for 134 and a touchdown. So those two were studs. Um, you know, I think if – I'd have to say if you're if you drafted in the first round uh, and, and there are two guys that are probably standing out to you right now and that's Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas and I I got Michael Thomas on, on three of my teams because um, I and then the other team where I gra- drafted really really early I had gotten um, uh, the guy you just mentioned from <laughs> from the Giants, uh, Barkley. So, oh, Barkley, right. yeah, yeah, which hasn't worked out for me very well. And that's the league that obviously he's the last player I've got playing in that league. And unless he does something amazing, like 50 points, he's not, I'm not going to do it. 40 points, I think. So, um, 
So, yeah, so the, just to say, I think Michael Thomas, fantastic uh, pick for me this year, and I had to put him in there as varsity for me. Uh, yeah, I got breaking news. Breaking news. I got a new varsity player. I have a new varsity player for the day, for the, Let me for the guess. weekend. Let me guess. Go, go ahead, guess. Is it Darius Slayton? It show is Darius Slayton because, man, I rolled into this game down by like 35 points, and currently I'm down by four because he's got <laughs> – Five for 154 and two touchdowns. I'm going, it's him versus Carson Wentz. Come on, Giants D. Let's do this. I'm down by 4.4 points. Come on, baby. I can move on if Darius Slayton keeps on going like this. I love you, Eli. I love you. I've never said that before in my life, but let's do this. Holy cow. Next yeah, Carson, Wentz is, Carson Wentz is on path, uh, pace to do what he's been doing. And if you listened to us last week and we actually had that conversation about Carson Wentz, I think it was a conversation was a little bit about Carson Wentz versus Fitzpatrick. And I think yeah. you said you were kind of leaning towards Fitzpatrick last week, if I remember oh, I correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah. As soon as I started looking at those game logs, remember we looked at those live, I poo-pooed Carson Wentz. I said I wouldn't play him. In fact, yeah. I think I had him below all of our streamers uh, last week. Uh, but but you know, it's still didn't do much for us. So, I mean, I mean right now you kind of, <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, there's still, still a whole half football, football, but there's so far, yeah, who knows. Uh, but yeah, I had you know I was looking at my uh, stat sheets here and looking down at my phone, looking through stuff, and and uh, our buddy Trey messaged me and says you got another one to your to your wide receiver, and I glance over at my TV sitting about three feet from me, and I'm like, oh gosh, there it goes. So who knows what can happen? It's fantasy, man. It's crazy stuff. So I mean, I'm still projected to lose because I don't think they're they're uh, going to give uh, Slate more points than Ertz in the second half. But hey, I'll you know let's see what we can get done here. All right, so let's let's get to some of these injuries we, that we've uh, touched on here already. It's been ugly, and man, this was the week that it hit hard on all those position players. <clears throat> We're just gonna I'm gonna name off all of them, and then we'll go back and touch on some of the important ones. Uh, but let me just hit these real quick, man, uh, because otherwise we're gonna spend an hour and a half just talking about all these. All right, so we got Mike Evans. He goes down with a, a hamstring injury. Uh, Bruce Arians is already saying he doesn't expect him back this year. Calvin Ridley has an abdominal injury. He's out for the season. He's announced on his Instagram he's done. DJ Chark with an ankle. He was in a walking boot coming out of his coming out of the game the other uh, last night. So there's no telling what uh, his situation is. Jared Cook, Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson, all of them have concussions. So now we're talking about something. And you know, I've said it before. You never know what a con- you know what can happen. They can miss. And they can be back at practice on Wednesday, or they can miss three weeks. So that's something to keep an eye on. Mark Andrews leaves early with a knee. Uh, nothing. It, it doesn't sound like it's too serious, but it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, he may miss some time. Rashad Penny tears his ACL. He's done. That means Chris Carson gets all the work. So if you got a Chris Carson uh, share out there, congratulations. Rock and roll. Uh, Jameis Winston and Patrick Mahomes, they both have hurt hands. They're throwing hand and uh, I know uh, Jameis Winston had to miss a series or two. He was having trouble gripping the football. He's on the sideline just trying to grip. He finally loosened it up enough that he could throw and led that comeback. Uh, Derek Henry left the game uh, in the, uh, I think it was the end of the first half with a hamstring injury. He ends up coming back, but didn't look the same. Uh, you know, there's some adrenaline pumping and all that, but now that it's set, I don't know if anybody, any of you have ever strained or pulled a muscle, but sometimes when that gets cold, that's when it, that's when you realize that it's more serious. So, uh, Derek Henry, no, no guarantee to continue playing. Uh, Darius Geis, 
man, that dude's knees. Uh, he's got a sprained MCL now. Uh, he's going to miss some time, maybe the rest of the season. Noah Fant. Uh, this one, they don't know, but he went out with a foot injury with 12 and a half minutes left in the game. Um, there's He had a monster game, too. He was rolling, and he's been he's looked really good lately. Uh, they've been splitting him out wide, getting him more opportunity. Uh, but he leaves the game uh, with a foot injury. X-rays were negative, but he is going to have an MRI. So there may be something else pop up. You know, MRIs are a lot more detailed than a, than a um, quick little X-ray. Ryan Griffin with a high ankle sprain. So expect him done. Bo Scarborough, uh, he's banged up uh, some uh, rib issue. He says he's going to be fine. But again, you just never know. Um, Josh Jacobs, he may be done for the season. I know everyone was expecting to, you know, he's a game time decision. So maybe they were expecting him back a week or two, but he's going to have an MRI on his shoulder this week. That's not sounding too good. Uh, Foster Moreau, um, he goes down. Waller could end up as a sole tight end option. I don't know if you guys have really paid much attention to the target distribution, but Foster Moreau has been cutting into some of these targets. And uh, if he's out, that just means more, uh, more opportunity, you know, could translate into more targets. And the last one I got is something that happened tonight. Alshon Jeffrey went went down. Uh, he may have torn his Achilles. So that's another another receiver out uh, probably for the rest of the year. So, I mean, holy cow. All right, so Jeff, let's break it up into this. Let's break it up into Evans, Ridley, and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, what's going on, man? Uh, you got any? Uh... Go ahead, yeah, so Jeff. I actually have two of those guys. Uh, I've got Evans and Jeffrey. But Jeffrey's been a flex, kind of an in-and-out flex for me this this year, understandably, like most guys are playing him, uh, hurt, not hurt. Evans has been one of those guys that I've, I've just kind of stuck in there in that one league. I think it's I think it's the league where you and I are in the same same league. The only league that you and I are in the same league where you have to have three wide receivers. But I got a good bench player, so I'm going to be able to stick him in good. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's devastating because, I mean, you're talking, you're talking Evans was – top five um and and i mean alshon jeffrey had a uh, a beautiful game was it last week so um I yeah i think dj chark uh you know i think we're kind of seeing what's going on with the jags season right there and and hey he might be the he might actually get the lottery ticket and, and not had to play two more games so um and it really sucks about Kevin really um you know, just it's just been a tough year all the way around, and uh, I mean, and then you got the Falcons going up against 49ers. Love to see the Falcons win. Um, so me, Man, I, uh, I it honestly just, it, was a t- from a fantasy standpoint. I think I think the biggest loser here. Whew, um, I think it's the Eagles uh, because without Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, we've kind of been looking all years like, okay, Zachers, right? And then who else? No one really rose up. And, and I know at the very beginning of the year, you said a sleeper was uh, Arciega Whiteside. You know, you kind yeah. of called him out as a sleeper in our very first uh, thing. And he really hasn't rode up, rose up. But nobody really else has either. And we were besides Ertz. Um, so or and Goddard. Sorry. And Goddard. But those are tight ends. I mean, where are the rest of the guys? So I think I think the one team that's really hurting from this one is Jeffrey and I think that's going to hurt Wentz and I think that tonight's going to be very telling if Wentz is going to be somebody you've probably been playing regularly even though we tell you not to uh, you might see right now that he's not he's not going to carry you drop him so 
Yeah, in fact, my buddy, in fact, my buddy Joel, and uh, he stopped listening to the podcast a while back, and I'll I'll call him out on it because he's got Carson Wentz in there playing this week, and uh, he's getting steamrolled. Uh, I mean, just didn't turn out for him. He's going to end up losing this week as well, and I'm going to have a drink with him on Sunday, and I'm going to ask him why why he played Carson Wentz and why he you know maybe he needs to listen some more next year because uh, Wentz has not been good, and. Uh, so the quarterback situation in Tampa Bay and in uh, KC with those hand injuries, that's something I want to keep an eye on. Um, you know, Jameis, as you know, as schizophrenic as he is, up and down and up and down, he, he provides fantasy points for those receivers. Um, and he's a viable starting option uh, pretty much any week out there. He's going to throw two, three interceptions. He's also going to throw three or four picks or three or four touchdowns because that's what he does. I mean, he's just – he's really electric for both sides of the ball. I mean, if you got a defense, got a good shot at getting turnover and, and maybe even a score. You got him – if you got Jameis Winston, you got a good shot at just uh, putting up massive points. I mean, he put up 42 points this week, and that was with three interceptions in the six-point passing touchdown league. I mean, it's just silly. 456 yards uh, leads that comeback. I mean, just craziness. Uh, he's that kind of player, and if he could ever clean up those interceptions, he could be an incredible player because uh, he does make throws that you just don't see out of every every quarterback out there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, we all know who he is, man. He's awesome. I mean, he is. He, he just he's great. Uh, he's probably, in my opinion, still the best quarterback in the league. Uh, I would still take him over uh, Lamar Jackson uh, in real football, but man. Uh, he's gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to uh, flex that hand out and get it worked up because uh, they've they've still got games to win. If they, I mean, they want to try and get into a first round buy situation. They need some help, but they also have to win some. Um, they're not in the in the out of the woods yet, and that offense has not looked as good from a passing perspective as we've seen in the past uh, or in, in earlier weeks in the season. Um, I just don't know what we're going to get out of uh, those receiving options. Uh, Hardman had another big play, I believe, the other day. Uh, Tyreek has been, eh, he's been okay. Not great, but okay. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, uh, and Kelsey, of course, is Kelsey. But uh, I'm concerned about that, that offense, again, if Patrick Mahomes plays but's banged up. You know, that could limit some things. Because uh, I think even if he's just a little banged up, he's going to end up playing and starting over, Matt Moore or whoever it was. I can't remember. Uh, and then, Jeff, do you have any Derrick Henry shares or uh, anything for the Titans? Because that's another one that I'm worried about. No, but uh, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not – I haven't been playing anybody from the Titans this year. Uh, we talked about that very early in the season. But I would do want to go back to one of the quarterbacks you mentioned. And, uh, and you, you mentioned him, and he did pop up on the injury report, and that is Lamar Jackson. Um, just, just a check. Uh, but I, I don't think anything from that. Um, they, they were saying Lamar Jackson is quad injury. Uh, you know, but today was kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's the Monday, but they have a Thursday night game. So they actually practice on Monday uh, as opposed right. to everybody else. So uh, I think, I think the only thing that might come out of this is if there is actually is any concern in the, in the locker room, uh, Ravens locker room, is that it's a favorable matchup. They might even pull him early, 
or or just uh, be careful with you know letting him uh, kind of dance around as he normally does. So just be cautious, be aware of that um, as you're playing him this weekend, and just don't get caught off guard when he doesn't put up the massive forty point uh, score that you're used to. So they are huge favorites yeah. this week. So. Right, right. I think they could end up running the ball a bit more this week, so uh, that could cost them some uh, some yards as far as uh, you know, in time of you know plays. If they're running more, they're gonna uh, run in less plays as that clock runs. But you you mentioned uh, Mark Andrews as well, so we stay on the Ravens there and kind of point something out is um, what I'm seeing as I saw where Ian Rappaport said that uh, he thought. Um, Andrews is going to be fine and he won't miss any time. Um, you know, I, so I, I think he, I don't think that's a concern. I, I think from what I'm seeing, from what I'm seeing on Ian Rappaport and where he reports, um, even though it's saying it's minor, um, I think, I think he'll be fine there from what we're saying. So, but you never know. I mean, again, you, it's a, it's a knee injury and they may be looking at this as going, well, it's a Jets game. If we do, let's get him in there. If he starts to see any kind of concerns at all, uh, then we're going to pull him early. So there is that thought there, um, you know, going forward. So just think about that. I mean, he is leading the league right now in in um, in touchdowns, or at least tied for the lead in touchdowns with Darren Fells. So uh, just be a, be cognizant of 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 Mark Andrews, and if you have a better play. Uh, you know, you might want to stick him in this weekend if you're sitting on two tight ends. If you are, you're probably doing really well this season. Anyways, yeah, so. the only the only problem with that is they play Thursday, so they got a short week. So that's something to keep an eye on because you know it, it's easy to say sure he'll be fine, but um, I mean if if it's a short week and they got to they got to get out there and get healthy, it, sometimes it you know, obviously makes a difference. So that's something to keep an eye on there. Um, well, let's talk about some of the players, and we do have a, a nice little waiver list here of players that are less than 50% owned. Um, it's Monday, so we can get it out to the guys and, and the ladies uh, so that they can go ahead and take advantage. So let's talk about our number one waiver wire pickup. For me, that's Raheem Mostert, who has, I mean, seemingly taken, up, taken over that, uh, that 49ers rushing job. Coleman who? I mean, it, it looked like Tevin Coleman had a lock on that job early in the season. Uh, I know, remember we were talking about my brother, my brother-in-law, uh, winning that DK tournament uh, with Tevin Coleman on that Monday night game, or that Sunday night game. I mean, and uh, thought, you know, hey, Tevin Coleman really has run away with this job, and Mostert has looked like the best running back in that backfield by a long shot. Uh, I think Coleman had three carries for like six yards. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Mostert goes ten for sixty-nine and touchdown. Another really nice game after uh, following up what he did last week. Uh, Brita had some. Uh, had a good bit of uh, touches as well, but uh, Mostert definitely looks like the most effective uh, running back in that backfield. And at a time now where it's this late in the season, I think you can go ahead and use that waiver priority on someone like Raheem Mostert. I mean, there's nothing to hold it for. Next week is the last waivers for most people, you know, so you might as well get get that player on your team. Um, same thing for my next one, A.J. Brown. Uh, man, what was that stat you were telling me before the show, Jeff? But AJ Brown. Um, in the last uh, three games, he's averaged over 110 yards and a touchdown every game. And uh, you know, I mean, this past weekend was just fantastic, over 150. And he, he's barely owned out there. And that's the shocking thing about it. 
And what you saw this weekend with the Texans giving, uh, you know, giving up to to, to Denver and, and and Drew Locke, uh, I think AJ Brown, you know, now is a, a great. And if if you know, I know if if Trey was doing this with us right now, he would be all over us right now and say hot time, blah blah blah. And but the truth be told is 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 it's I think this contributes not so much to AJ Brown's play, but Go back to what I say is the top waiver wire pick for this week going into the week after, and that would be Ryan Tannehill. So uh, I think it's as much to do with Ryan Tannehill as it is to do with A.J. Brown. They have the same to link up. I think that's the play, um, and I think you're going to see a lot of that if Derrick Henry isn't playing. So just my thought. Yeah, you know, give Tannehill an offensive line and look at him. He actually looks like a legit quarterback instead of, you know, a Dolphins scrub. I mean – He's looked really good for them, and he's going to have himself a job next year. He's far outplayed what Mariota was doing back there. Mariota basically played himself into a career backup position at this point, uh, looking at what Tannehill's come in and done. Um, I could see Tannehill getting a three a three year deal in this offseason. You know, one of those like fourteen fifteen million dollars a year for three years, and two of them are guaranteed kind of thing. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Uh, it also wouldn't surprise me if he signed a one-year deal trying to bank on that and then end up getting a four- or five-year deal next offseason. If he plays like this again, he could end up with you know, a five-year deal for $19 million a year next year. So uh, I think there's a couple different scenarios, but he's, I believe he's definitely on the Texans next, I mean, on the uh, Titans next year. I just don't see any way that they move on, uh, knowing that they're winning games right now, so they're not going to be high in the, in the draft order. Uh, he's playing really well and has a, a very good chemistry with A.J. Brown, and uh, that's really opened up the field for Derrick Henry as well. I mean, there's nothing to uh, complain about with that offense. It's looking good, and they're taking advantage of uh, some matchups and situations that they need to. Uh, so you mentioned Ryan Tannehill uh, as a quarterback. Uh, my next one is actually another running back. That's DeAndre Washington, and it's because I mentioned that Jacobs could be out. And, uh, you know, they've got two running backs back there. They've got DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. And Jalen Richard is strictly a receiving back. Um, DeAndre Washington can run the ball well enough, and he'll get a few, a, a little bit of activity in the passing game, um, similar to what Jacobs did, you know, two, three you know, targets a game, whatever. Uh, but, you know, for a starting running back in the NFL, uh, not, on, not a great offense, but not an atrocious offense either. They, they, you know, they're going to pile up some garbage time stuff. Uh, DeAndre Washington is a pickup for me. Um, beyond that, we get into players that I wouldn't want to spend a waiver priority on. I'd just save it for that last week. Uh, I've got Deion, La- Deion Lewis, Patrick Laird, uh, Hayden Hurst, and Zach Pascal on there. Uh, I wouldn't use a waiver priority on any of those guys. But I would add them when when waivers run, and now it's free agent ads. I wouldn't be afraid to add them for that. Uh, I think we could. I think we can bank on... Uh, having flex plays out of a couple of those guys um, and some upside, especially if Mark Andrews is missing f- from action this Thursday, Hayden Hurst could be out there getting a lot of action because uh, we all we all know Lamar Jackson likes to use the tight ends. Heck, they use multiple tight ends as it is. So uh, take one of them out and that just leaves him and Nick Boyle out there. Uh, and Hayden Hurst is the much better athlete. Um, Pascal has had a, a really nice two-game stretch. So he's someone to look forward, you know, look, keep your eye on, you know, he's put him on a roster. And if he does it again this week, then go for it. If you need a flex play, cause you lost Evans, Ridley, Jeffrey tonight, whatever it is, 
then he's you know a legit flex play plugging in and try to try to get yourself to that championship game. And then Jeff, you had one more for us. Yeah, actually, I two more. Um, so you bring up Zach Pascal. I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, there was a big game from another no name, um, and, and that was Marcus Johnson for Indy. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. waiver. Uh, but he falls into this, that Deion Lewis piece. Maybe he's an ad. And the reason why is because when Indy plays the New Orleans, right, uh, you know Zach Pascal is their number one. He's going to pull Marshawn Lattimore, period. Okay? Eli Apple's been targeted ridiculous. I mean, they just they exposed him so bad this week. And then even when they don't, then they got Chauncey Gardner is get, got exposed. And, you know, the big reason why they lost on fourth and two. Okay? I'm going to throw the name out there. Uh, Marcus Johnson, I mean, he had three for 105, right? He, and the thing I is think, that – I think he had a 40 and a 50-yard touchdown reception. Yeah, That's good. The point is, is that with T.Y. Hilton out, you could see Marcus Johnson pulling um, Eli Apple all day. And if he continues to – if he does what, does what he did last this week, then that would be a real opportunity just to kind of grab – but obviously not a waiver, but an ad. It's just a thought. And the other thing I would like to throw out there um, is I think – we normally don't do this, but I think you're going into your last two weeks. You, It's a prime opportunity to go grab the Seattle Seahawks defense, okay? Barely owned in a third of the leagues in ESPN, okay? They've got the Falcons – or they get the Panthers and the – and uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So – Seattle's defense is averaging 11 points per game. And now, look at who they've played. They st- that's that's 11 points a game. And they didn't do too much this past weekend, but they got two interceptions, a touchdown, uh, yet they gave up 28 points, okay? But still, two interceptions and a touchdown, that's fantastic. I don't think you should worry too much about uh, their defense and some of the injury bugs. I, don't, I'm not, I looked at it. It looks fine to me. Uh, so to me, I think this is a must. It's a must-win game for the Seahawks. So you're going to see them show up and shut down the Panthers, and then do it again uh, with the Cardinals. And so that's a great opportunity to go grab this dude, grab that team if he's available in your league to carry you the next two weeks uh, through the playoffs, and then you don't have to worry about streaming anybody. That's the one I pick. Uh, as one of my top top waiver wire pickups, because if you don't have them and they are available, and you're looking at who you got, say you got the 49ers, say you got, uh, say you got some of these others, and you're concerned with some of the injuries uh, like the 49ers are, say you're concerned with you know how New England's been playing lately, um, you know I, I just have to throw out there maybe Seattle's your go pick because you got to win the suit, you got to win it, and averaging 11 points for fantasy is fantastic. Yeah, they've got a sweet matchup. You know, Carolina has lost five straight. Uh, Kyle Allen is not a good quarterback. I mean, it's as clear as day. Uh, you get any pressure on him, and he is just bound to throw it away. Give it, you know, he gets sacked a lot. He get, he turns the ball over a good bit. So uh, he's just not very good. Uh, oh, good, another three and out for uh, Philly. So let's go, Darius Slate. Come on, baby. All right, so let's jump into some of these streamers. Uh, we already mentioned Ryan Tannehill going against Houston. What a monster matchup for him. Uh, Baker Mayfield against Arizona. Uh, like I've always, like I've said all season, and I know Mayfield's not played great. He's been up and down, but that's Arizona. And I'll take anybody against Arizona. So um, Baker Mayfield, go get him. Do it. 
Go ahead and start him. Confidence. Got it. And then uh, another one, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey, Justin, let me jump in. Let me ask you something. And this is something I'd like you to post in the the Twitter. I'd like to see Baker Mayfield home away. Um, You know, he's got all these guys. He's he's got all these uh, progressive commercials, or I think it's progressive. The He's got a he's got a commercial right where he's yeah. over there and he's like calling it my my home, yeah. yeah. But I really like to see home away. Where is he actually better at? I can um, hold on if you give me one second. I got his splits right here. All right. Yeah. Okay. So let me pull his home and away splits. All right. Um, boy, it's uh, it's really really pretty much similar. All right. So check it out. He is completing 59% of his passes, just under 60%. For 1,679 yards, 10 touchdowns, 10 picks, a rating of 77 at home. He is mm-hmm. completing 58.3, so 1.5% lower at, uh, on the road. Now he's got, uh, let's see, it was six games versus seven, so uh, yards are almost the same per game there. Um, he's got five touchdowns, six interceptions, so both of those are a little lower, a 77 rating. I mean, he's basically the same quarterback. Just a little less explosive, but uh, he's averaging 240 yards at home. He's averaging 238 on the road. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It, it, he doesn't have any home road splits. They're exactly the same. I mean, the dude just yeah. is just been mediocre everywhere. So. No, I just I point out because you know you have all these commercials and and I saw a stat today where it was talking about he, he has a four game home winning streak going on and they haven't had that in like 12 years. So I, I say that and that I, you know. Uh, I see they're on the road to Arizona, and it's just kind of like, hey, by the way, is he any better with home or away? He's about the same. So you can play this guy and expect him to produce results that you need for him to produce this weekend if you're really struggling. Um, You know, but I think if you're you're in the playoffs right now and you're in that final couple uh, series and – um, you're kind of in a position right now where if you're if you're streaming a quarterback, um, it better because uh, I mean I can't t- I think of an instance I, I'm not really streaming in any many of my leagues uh, that I've got see, fed as out. See I don't I still stream but here, here let me give you Arizona's passing defense stats. All right, they've given up 3,800 yards, 32 touchdowns, and only have six interceptions. I'll take it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter who they go up to, go up against. They're bad. Um, outside of, you know, Duck Hodges, who, besides his one game two weeks ago, he's just a mediocre quarterback at best. Um, I think Mayfield has incredible upside with that game. And uh, you know, maybe you've been rolling out uh, Carson Wentz, and if you make it through this week with him, you need somebody else. Mayfield can be your guy. You know. Uh, there's another nice sparkly run, so that offense is humming. Uh, I, and then, uh, you know, I just think that there's opportunity there. And then, uh, you know, I was getting into Fitzpatrick against the Giants. What a sweet matchup. Um, you know, he's got weapons. Uh, if uh, Parker can return from his concussion. If Parker's not out there, I, don't, I want nothing to do with Fitzpatrick. So that's one thing to keep in mind, guys. He's a streamer. Hey, if Devontae Parker's out there, if Devontae Parker's not, I don't want anything to do with him. Hey, just want to put that our 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 listeners on notice. Justin has successfully said 
the somebody on the Dolphins team almost every week. It, it, no, pretty much every week he has said the Dolphins. For some reason, he had to say Miami. And so here he goes again saying Miami. I said, don't go with him last week. I'm not going to do it. And what does he do? He puts up a goose. I'm not going to win this week. All right? I'm just not. Look at it. The, the, the New York Giants are holding right now in the third quarter, holding the Eagles a three-point. And the Eagles must win game. And so, uh, yeah. You keep with you keep rolling with these these uh, yep. fantastic picks from the from the Dolphins and uh, yeah so I'm not going to do that I'm going to continue sticking with what I'm done which is fantastic for me my listeners are going to be happy and maybe next week they can I don't know uh, pick up a pick, you can maybe pick a kicker so I, I don't know you haven't picked one of them this year so or their defense so just well, throw some basically because out there for Basically, because if I if it's my choice, I don't play with kickers. So kickers are out. And thank goodness, I, all my dynasty leagues, no one plays kickers in dynasty, and that's the best thing about dynasty is I don't have to worry about dealing with a stupid kicker. So kickers are the the, the worst thing about fantasy football. So if you can petition your league to get get rid of kickers, if they're not so stuck in the mud with it, get rid of kickers, guys. Get rid of kickers. There's no there's no statistical analysis on them. It's just oh I got lucky and got a good kicker. So yeah. But on the other hand, it's not it's not saying I got lucky when you play someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, he goes out there and throws you a 25 bomb uh, because that's what he does. He just pushes the ball downfield. Uh, all right, so let's talk about a couple of these. Let's couple let's talk about a couple tight ends that we can stream. Um, let's see here. Uh, I still have uh, Tyler Higby, and it's not the it's not the matchup anymore. Um, he's going against Dallas this week. I think it's the role. And if you haven't been playing him out there, he's been great the last two weeks. Oh, now, granted, it was, it was Arizona and Seattle, and, you know, we based that on that. But I think that they need him, and he's he's looked very athletic out there. He's making uh, catches down the sideline, uh, just playing really well. This um, is a very another, dangerous Rams team, a very dangerous Rams team. Yeah. And yep. here, they're, they're really picking up at the right time. And so I'm just kind of pointing out that Tyler Higby. Three weeks ago, and we said, pick this dude up, and I was kind of calling it, right? Why there's, he's the guy. He has really gave this spark over the middle that they were kind of missing. And, uh, and, and, and you're starting to see that it's kind of opened up the run game a little bit more. Um, and, and you see Robert Woods even taking off now. So, um, so th- I mean, Robert Woods had a fantastic weekend. Um, they, they really are a very dangerous team right now. Uh, and, I don't know that they're going to get in the playoffs, but they're going to certainly shake some things up. Yeah, they dug themselves such a big hole that it's going to be hard to get in without uh, a good bit of help. But at the same time, I mean, you know, if they get in, they're dangerous for sure. So, uh, I mean, let's see here. Right now, they currently have uh, eight wins. Um, They're going to need the Vikings to lose again. I'm not sure about the tiebreaker on that. Uh, They're going to... I don't think they're going to catch the Seahawks or the 49ers in their own division to get to that. So it basically it comes down to the Vikings and Packers. And, if they uh, win the out, Packers already. They, I mean, it's, if they win out, they because they still they still play the Niners. That's uh, a big game for the Niners. So just yeah, to kind of point. That. If they win out, the Niners only have to win one more game. It doesn't matter because the best they can do is 11 and five. I doubt the I doubt the Niners go 0 and 3 over the last, over the last three games. So no, but uh, I do like their matchups. I think it's a great. They, I mean, they got the Cowboys and they got the Niners and they got the Cardinals. And the thing is that the Cardinals game is going to be useless, but um, 
you know, they may still be playing for that spot right then. It may be, maybe. Uh, and so when you're, if you're, if you're one of those, unfortunately I am in one uh, league where I'm going to play week 17 guys. Uh, the Rams might actually be some guys. Uh, Tyler Higby might be a guy that I can play week 17. Yeah. Uh, I, and you know, I'm going to rant about that another night, but week 17 championship games are a no, no. Uh, if you're a commissioner and you've set up a week 17 championship game, you need to fix that next year. Um, let me give you a couple schedules. The Vikings play the Chargers, Green Bay, and Chicago. So uh, not exactly a murderer's row there. Um, well, Green Bay see. and Bears are both at home. Yeah, and, you know, the Bears don't scare me. Um, Trubisky has played better, uh, but I think the Pack- or the Vikings are a, a better team overall. Um, and, you know, everybody used to say that, that um, Kirk Cousins had that, had that primetime uh, – you know, um, oh, he's got the bug. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bug, right. But I think he got over that with that last game, and, and that Packers game is a Monday night game. So, uh, but I think he got over that. So, you know, but but who's to say? You know, uh, yeah. but those two games are at home. I think those are big. These are must-win games for them. Um, they're trying to do the best they can um, here at the very end. I, I think this yeah, is a big push for that team. Right. And Packers, the Packers last three games, they're home for Chicago and then they're at the Minnesota, like we mentioned, and at Detroit. So they've got at least one more win in them. Uh, if they beat Chicago, they're going to end up with 12 wins because I, I just don't foresee the, the Lions being able to beat them. Um, even if they lost to the Vikings, they'd end up with 12 wins. So it's just going to be hard for the Rams to get there. It's such a top heavy, you know, and, and dispersed. I mean, there's there could be seven teams with 11 wins or more in the NFC this year. That's just nuts. I mean, yeah. an 11 win team is going to miss the playoffs. Uh, and none of them are from the NFC East. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, good gosh, the NFC least is no, is no doubt a terrible, terrible uh, division. Whew. That's bad. And uh, it looks like the Eagles just do not want to win this division as bad as the Cowboys are trying to give it to them. They just do not want it. So, um, I mean, they're going to end up playing one more time, and and who knows? Could be the winner of that game wins the division, but uh, with a losing record, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, look, they just had a bad snap and got sacked on third down, and now they're going to punt. I mean, it's crazy. I think that was third down. All right, so uh, another tight end for me, Ian Thomas. Um, this just goes with the whole Seattle's not good against tight end. Uh, Greg Olson's hurt. Roll out Ian Thomas and uh, collect your money because he's been, you know, when he's got an opportunity. Oh, that was second down. Now it's third and 13. Uh, when he's gotten out there on the field, he's been good. Um, and I just think that you're going to have that uh, opportunity where you need a tight end because tight end is meh, whatever. Uh, play the matchups. Don't keep rolling out some, you know, advanced McDonald or whatever uh, who's way over owned. Uh, he couldn't even do it against Arizona in the best matchup of all time. I mean, literally the best matchup of all time. And Vance McDonald throws up like a one for six or whatever he did. So uh, we missed on that one. And that's just a product of that that uh, Pittsburgh offense not being that great. And then uh, Mike Gusecki, um, they're going to be missing some uh, receivers. I mean, Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker. You know, we already lost Preston Williams. And Gasecki has looked really good uh, over the last four or five weeks. You know, had a rough game this past week, uh, but otherwise has looked good. And uh, he's he's one of those athletic freaks, uh, second-year tight end. 
Uh, and, you know, it takes it takes usually two or three years, and he's at the end of the second year. So it looks like it might be coming together for him. Um, so that's another one for me. And then one more. Let's go in the other way. Caden Smith versus Miami. If Evan Ingram is out, Rhett Ellison is out, I think Caden Smith is a legitimate option to run out there again uh, because the Giants, they need pass catchers. And they've got uh, Darius Slayton going nuts. And then, I mean, Sterling Shepard is, is whatever. And that's it. They don't have anybody else. I mean, it's a Golden Tate has been. I mean, I, I don't even know if he exists anymore. Has anybody heard his name lately? So, yeah, exactly. All right. So that covers our tight ends. Let's get to some defenses because I know that's a, a position that we like to stream. Uh, well, we already talked about Seahawks versus Carolina. Jeff and I are both really high on that one. Um, I think that's a beautiful matchup. And then uh, another one for me is the Browns against Arizona. Yeah, and, and second time. You, you know, the Browns' defense has played pretty well. And, uh, and Arizona just has it, okay? Yeah, so that's, turning the ball over left and right. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's been rough. They're trying too hard. They're, they're trying yeah. too hard. Right. They got yeah. exposed. I think everybody's kind of figured it out. What everybody else, what all the people were reporting anyways, is that this is not going to be a good team. Um, so I, I hope – um, and it's really it's all the offensive coordinators, which is the head coaches, Kingsbury, play calling, and it just I don't know. I just I, I didn't think it translated. There's a reason why I got fired. So and then you get hired by an NFL team. Like, are you kidding me? I wish that happened to me in real life. You know, hey, I'm gonna fire you from your job. Wait, wait, wait. this other job's gonna offer me a promotion. No, people, it doesn't work that way. Only in in fantasy land of Arizona does it ever do that. And here we are seeing that getting exposed on a regular basis, uh, playing in one of the hard, uh, the hardest right now, the hardest uh, division in, yeah. in the uh, – so. <laughs> yeah, they – they you know, it's a rookie quarterback. It is what it is. I don't know that it's play calling so much as it is just poor execution. I mean – We've had a lot of look, rookies this year play pretty good. So I'm just – they may not play good wait. all year, but we've had Hold some on, good Jim. rookies. Which, which rookies have played well all year? Uh, no, I've I've said it have been have had a lot of good play out of rookies this year. Okay, well, now like Murray I was saying, they're at the end. Okay, they they haven't played cons- like it towards the end here. You're starting to see them die off because you 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 big on uh, Minshew mania, right? He hasn't yeah. played well in the last couple games, but he did play well. Kyle Allen for a while there. Yeah. Um, you know, so okay. there's two. Up and, up and down, um, yeah. What's that? Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones has three good games and a bunch of duds. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Kyler, Murray has, Kyler Murray has three or four good games and a bunch of duds. Kyle Allen, three games, I think it is, good games and a bunch of duds. Uh, right. I mean, none of them have been. Kyler Murray falls into the same boat as all those other ones. Where right. same thing. Drew Locke has played good. Last two games, first two. No, first, no, only no, two games played. Drew, no, no, no. Timeout. Drew Locke. Jury's out. Jury's out. out. No, but listen to me and as, as, as I preach to you because you need to hear this, and everyone out there needs to hear this. Drew Locke played excellent this past week. He was garbage in week one. He was straight garbage. He had one 80-yard drive that got a touchdown. He got gifted another 18-yard short field and got a touchdown. His long, longest drive outside of that first drive and a jump time 36-yard pass at the end of the first half with nothing on the clock. They didn't even care. Other than that, his longest drive was 18 yards. Are you kidding me, man? 
18 yards was his longest drive outside of that first drive and the junk time at the end. Of the, he had like 80 of his of his 134. That's right, 134 passing yards in a game. Don't tell me he was good. He had 80 of his 134 passing yards on two drives. No, man, he was terrible. He was piss poor garbage. Anybody who says Drew Locke looked good that first game was was lying to you. He averaged less than five yards per attempt. He completed barely over. I mean, come on, no, nah, uh-uh. don't don't come at me with that. Now he was excellent this past week, but he has one good game and one stinker. That's for sure. So I had this so, conversation with someone who who thought that uh, that Drew Locke looked good, and I said, oh, when? Hold on, when? So those of you who are listening. Like, those those of you who listen to us all these all these weeks, you hear Justin he he kind of stays consistent with one narrative when it comes to quarterbacks. What's your what's your uh what's your yards per completion, yards per attempt? And Justin's really consistent on this, okay? So I'm not gonna it's not a knock on him, but there are also some good quarterbacks out there who show consistent play. They don't put up gaudy numbers, but they do well for their team. And I think right now we're we're yeah, we're kind of walking a fine line between fantasy play and reality play. And there's some people out there who don't put up gaudy numbers who do pretty decent. And Teddy Bridgewater is yeah, one of those examples. And you, you're you knocking him, but he carried the Saints. And, you know, so Drew Locke, Locke may need to be that right now to secure himself as a job going forward. And and he's, he's the earned. Problem is, Jeff, the problem is, Jeff, that you said he had two good games. He did not have two good games. He had one good game. And one that was so bad, it, it there's no, I mean, it's just un, unexplainable how anybody who watched that first game said, yeah, he was good. When he literally had no sustained drives outside of that first one, or the second, it was the second drive. The first drive, he went three and out, I think it was. Second drive, he goes 80 yards, gets a touchdown. Excellent. Way to go, Drew Locke. Other than that, they did nothing. I think they had like three first downs the rest of the game that weren't by penalty. That's just, ugh. Seriously, he went like like 49 or 50 minutes of the game and got three first downs for his team that weren't a penalty. He got gifted a 61-yard penalty, uh, pass, inter- pass interference, whatever it was, at the end of the game so they could win that with a field goal. He got gifted that. That's it. He was bad, man. Yeah. He was terrible. 134 yards, 134 yards on 28 attempts. You know, and I, I have to say that you know, for the guy to come in and get a win, um, hey, the defense got the win. Good on him. Uh, I'm not saying it's a fantastic game. Um, you're so right. Too good, Jeff. You know, when he comes out there and gets a win, and then he comes out there and he played good this past week. So, I, like I said, yeah, jury's still out on him. Jury's yeah. still out on him. But uh, but look, look at what's going on. So I think I think Kyler Murray. When you say we go back to the whole start of this uh, conversation was. Hey, well, he's still a rookie. Well, you know, the, rookies have actually played pretty, you know, but pretty that, but, decent. But, but, Jeff, but Jeff, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. No, they haven't. There's been each of them have had three or four good games and a bunch of stinkers. Mo, mo, almost every like it's like 75 percent of the games played by rookies have been garbage. It's bad. Okay, I know, I know you've been writing this down. Take take a note for when we do one of the podcasts later on in the offseason when we're going to talk about rookies and their transition to second second years okay we talk about which one of those rookies had the best year we'll write that note down we'll talk about it we can let our listeners follow in on that later you got one yeah, more we'll, defense hit, hit that defense up all right I, yeah i got one more and that's the buccaneers versus detroit because uh david blah, blah it up for us uh you know i told my buddy trey during a chat on thanksgiving day 
that he wasn't that good. He didn't look great. He wasn't he wasn't moving the ball well. Again, a couple drives. That's what he had. Other than that, the team was not good. And uh, it, it comes right out against Minnesota and looks exactly like what we all said he would look. Which is, if you pronounce his name, just for the little ball, that's what you got on the field. So, uh, way to go, David. And I think it's another game like that against the Buccaneers. Um, because they can't run the ball, and I don't think he's good enough to throw the ball against them. So uh, the the place where you can exploit them is through the air, and I just don't know that that's going to happen. So uh, play Tampa Bay against Detroit if you need to reach deep for that. You know, these other defenses are taken. And, C- and Seattle could definitely be taken already. Uh, the Browns, I don't know if they're going to be available or not. Uh, they shouldn't be. They should have been started against Pittsburgh this past week. So, uh, you know, with uh, Duck Hodges out there. But uh, – yeah, those are my three. Browns versus Arizona, Seahawks versus Carolina, Buccaneers versus Detroit. Go for it. Get yourself some ships, fellas. All right. So, listeners out there, I, you know, I'll bring it to this. All right. Justin sitting at the uh, the going into the fourth quarter, uh, and Darius Slayton has five receptions, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. Okay, so he's sitting short of where he needs to be. Yep. Down seven points. And, uh, and, and, and you know what? You guys have to tune in next week to find out how he did because he's not going to tell you right now, okay? And so, for all you listeners out there, we you can catch us at the Rundown FF Pod uh, and, and hit us on the Twitter as we we've been saying. And the big thing here is is we're going into your final week, and and we've made some really good calls this week. I'm gonna let you know after this week how good I I really am because sitting on three buys don't mean much when uh when and you go in there and you lose all three of them. Uh, but if I come out victorious in all three. Uh, I know you will be listening to me next year and uh, listening to Justin struggle again. So with that being said, again, hit us up at the Rundown FF Pod on our Twitter and uh, and listen to us everywhere you can. So Justin, thanks, bud. Man, that was quite the shot for someone who uh, has been dominated all these years by me in fantasy. Uh, this is by far the worst fantasy football season I've had in ever. Uh, I've played for at least played for a ship in every season up until this one for the last like eight years. So I'm super frustrated right now. Um, uh, you know, just one of those years. But uh, we do want to hear your feedback, guys. We want to get you uh, subscribed, listening every week. And uh, if you can go ahead and drop us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening, uh, let us know what you're thinking. You know, we want to hear. If you reach out to us on Twitter, I guarantee you're going to get a response. Um, our buddy, our listener, Matt, uh, reached out, asked to start a question. He, I, I was on that thing probably about a minute after he knew exactly what I was thinking. I gave him a little reasoning behind it. Uh, and you know, he took himself a W this week. So, uh, th- told him to start Anthony Miller on Thursday. Guess what? Anthony Miller gets in there for a touchdown. So, uh, congrats, Matt, on moving on. Uh, I think he did. I think he uh, pulled it out last night. We were having dinner last night and, uh, it looked like he was pulling away from the, the guy who's playing. So, uh, and then, uh, and he had Higby going later. So yeah, he, he definitely won because Higby had a monster night last night. So anyways, uh, fellas, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for listening. And uh, remember, together, we run this. We'll catch you next week.